Take the guesswork out of your cannabis shopping with ECS DNA Kit by Endo Canna Health. I did this years ago and it continues to empower me to get nerdy with my cannabis choices, which you know I like. If you've watched our Cannabis Legalization News podcast, did you know that right now you can save 25% off your DNA test at endodna.com? That's E-N-D-O-D-N-A.com. And use promo code POD25. That is P-O-D, the number two, the number five. Your purchase includes the EndoDNA Collection Kit, EndoDecoded Report, Personalized Cannabinoid and Terpene Suggestion, EndoAligned Product Matching in Your State, Suggested Dosage Guidelines, and Optimum Methods of Administration. Once you know your personal ECS data, you can shop Endo supplements tailored specifically for you. And right now, EndoDNA is celebrating their new patent with a BOGO offer on their Afeka soft gels lineup. Since so many of you struggle with sleep, I want to highlight Afeka Unwind, created to support healthy sleep cycles using a patented proprietary formula of hemp-derived CBD, terpenes, and essential oils. If sleep is eluding you, sweet dreams are made of this. So buy one, get one, my friend. You can shop online at endodna.com. And don't forget promo code POD25 at checkout to save 25% on your DNA test kit. What's happening, everybody? My name is Tom. You can find me at CannabisIndustryLawyer.com. And today on Campus Legalization News, we have big federal news that we're going to be covering because Biden dropped something on us this week. We've already done a post on it, but we're going to be covering it some more. Uh, we explain the cannabis laws so that you can change them. And now let's get into the broadcast. Oh, Miggy, how was your week, man? Man, big news. really big news. Really yeah. Uh, you know, on a federal level, when you consider like the just to federal get through, level. yeah, the president, the, the statement from the president himself. And again, like we did that live and it got picked up pretty good, but we're going to kind of unpack it a little bit more as now the news has developed over, of course, a few more days and then cover just general federal cannabis legalization news. And so um, thank you so much for joining us. Shout outs to all the members. Uh, because those members, they they actually literally pay us. And then we'll be asking uh, um, answering their questions towards the end of the program. So, um, dude, three points. Three points he made. Point uh, one? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so, like, point number one, all prior federal offenses of simple possession of marijuana pardoned. They said, and by they, I mean the media, is reporting that could be 6,500 people. That's well, amazing. My, my question is, and so, like, the, you know, that's part of the big uh, people bitching about, like, oh, this ain't enough or this ain't better. But, like, and, and I'm sure th this must have been thought through, right? There's going to be some stuff laying out that we learn about. But, you know, Mr. President, what do you consider simple possession? Is it this? Is it the grow? Is it the concentrates? Is it the store? Like, what is simple possession when considering, you know, when I watched Lance Gore's trial, that was he had a store and a grow. Well, we will be finding out because uh, directed the attorney general to develop an administrative process for the mm. issuance of certificates of pardon to eligible individuals. We will see what those eligible eligible individuals have been charged with. But even here, they said thousands of people. 
that that would be uh, impacting. And then is, he has three points because nobody can think beyond three points. Remember that. Uh, second, he's urging all governors <laughs> to do the same with regards to state offenses. So, like, we got a news story about that, yeah. about the state offenses. And so how did the governors take that? We'll be covering that one later, going over it. So we have the governors of Texas and the governor of, was it the governor of North Carolina? You showed, yeah. shared that. North yeah. Carolina. Yeah, no, I mean, like, really, this is the time to, like, step up. And, you know, when people are, like, Biden's pandering to for votes, it, bullshit, right? The Women's rights are already at stake. Like, this is already a, a non-issue. Like, if you believe in freedom and, and women's rights, like, they're already, the Dems already got this in the bottom, for the most part. Like, please show up for love of God. Show up. We're one, register to vote. Are you registered to vote? Because cause next week, I believe, is a deadline for a lot of these states to so look it up if you care about your rights. Oh, you know, hopefully you've already registered to vote. But if you haven't, please yeah. register to vote tomorrow. I mean, come on, guys. Uh, I've been registered to vote for years. But, but then again, I've been eligible to vote for years. But the thing is, too, is like, you know, people are like, oh, my vote don't count. But your vote don't count twice as much if you don't vote at all, right? Like mm -hmm. if, if they, them, the others, whoever that is that scares the hell out of you, they have their, their equal vote to you. So show the fuck up. Yep, that's right. You better show up. And then the third point, he also has a third point. And then we're going to get into some more of the news stories, kind of unpacking this, starting with Fox News. So uh, third, he's asking <laughs> Secretary of Health and Human Services and the Attorney General to initiate an administrative process to review expeditiously, which in government means like four years, uh, how marijuana is scheduled under federal law. And that's the, the dumbest thing that I've ever read, because, like, you know exactly how it's scheduled. Yeah. You've been in the federal government for decades, Mr. Biden. Decades. Well, and that's another story we're going to cover later on. But, you know, the fact that, he, I mean, th again, this is not legalization. This is a bunch of pardons and direction, which, you know, to get something through, like, what would be needed really for real legalization right away? A, a 15th Amendment? A, 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 an, nope. an executive order? You know, yep. this and so it's right there. And so he's directing HHS and the attorney general to do the administration process to review how it's scheduled under federal law. He might reschedule it down to schedule three administratively and or so put it with not alcohol. So there's parity. Yeah, they aren't going to drop it off the <laughs> scheduling. I don't think they'll drop it off the scheduling. Got any uh, got any words in the chats over there from any members? Uh, DWP. What up, Join John CLN? But I mean, like everybody's in an uproar over like him making this move when you should be celebrating and embracing something that it's it's been a long time, and and when stuff happens, it happens fast. Yeah, I, you know. But and again, the parliamentary procedure, like you have this idea of like, oh well, if I'm president or if I have a billion dollars, this is what I would do. Well, by the time you get to that point, you see the world in a different way. Uh, there's it's layers and, and convoluted. It's not just a, you know, a simple stroke of the pen every time. And then how many friends do you get that with that happening? That that's a dictatorship or some shit, right? Isn't that a not the uh, democracy we, we we hope we live in? Yeah, yeah. And then the reaction to uh, the news out of Biden's office came pretty quickly. Uh, the next day, Fox News uh, chimed in. So this is uh, from Fox News. Uh, Kellyanne Conway, Mark Penn on Biden's weed pardon being timed for the election. Uh, and then Conway claimed that Kamala Harris's offices handed more than 1,900 marijuana convictions while she was a prosecutor. So there they are saying that the only reason that 
uh, President Joe Biden issued that three-point order last week was because the elections in November and they want to win. Look, honest, the Republicans are always going to be, I think, anti-cannabis, no matter what. how many viewers we have that are pro-cannabis that are Republicans. That we, we see it all the time in the chat because then what uh, freaking uh, uh, Tom, uh, Ted Cruz was, was saying, uh, you know, I'm going to get the baristas off the bong. Like, what is your hang-up with cannabis? If you all think that people are motivated for this vote, then maybe you should go for it. Maybe you should actually come up with a plan that, you know, support for it. Put it on your platform. Yeah. Put it on your platform. Give some support for it. No, you just, you, you go and you start claiming politics. I'm shocked. I'm shocked that politics <laughs> yeah. were involved in the October. <laughs> the, the, the word October surprise didn't come from anything about an election, did it, in November. But Kellyanne Conway on Fox News, she said... I think this is part of the election car, you know, the part of the electric car, student loan, marijuana strategy, all time for the election. Don't think it overcomes the particularity of the growing issue of crime and drug related crime in the country. Uh, and actually, that was Fox News contributor Mark Penn, not Kellyanne Conway. I, I think I saw somebody point out like, oh, this is what you're going to get with the Dems. And it was the Fox News where it's like you're going to get legal weed, porn and, uh, uh, you know, I'm like, it sounds amazing. What's wrong? But, <laughs> like, and, and abortions. Like, what? Like, what's? who cares? Like, well, stand on my bed. Conway's, here's Conway's comment. Whether it's student loan forgiveness or partnering marijuana possession convictions, a bereft Biden tries hard to change the subject and get people who dislike him to dislike him a little bit less. There you go. He's not just the lesser of two evils. He's the, the less, he's the least less likable or something like that and no none of them are really particularly likable i mean no. if i had to be trapped in an elevator with donald trump or joe biden which one would i pick i'd ask how many windows are in that elevator but um yeah no i, I feel that i mean i you know that's the thing i used to hate government politics all that shit like i i wanted to be the one to watch it burn down mm -hmm. but then as you get older and actually you know i served some time in the military and then uh advocacy you know it, it we do have the nicer things but to get to the best things, we still have to uh, uh, work together, you know, and, and, you know, legalization, ending prohibition is number one unilaterally for all of us. Right. I, in my, in my opinion, as, as citizens and Americans, but instead we get pushback like with Greg Abbott in, in Texas, you know, as we're talking yeah. about. Uh, yeah, that's right. Cause like we're going to turn now, let's go to point two, urging oh, all yeah. governors to do the same cut to Greg Abbott. Greg, here's a picture of Greg Abbott saying no. Like, you know, that's, he had just said no after that picture was taken. Uh, historic move. Joe Biden on Thursday pardoned him. Uh, and then Texas Governor Grave Abbott made clear that such pardons will not be happening in the Lone Star State. I never thought an asshole could be in a wheelchair until I saw Greg Abbott and any other guy uh, in politics. Because, I mean, they don't, again, they're, they're fooling the working man. They've been fooling these people for so hard. You know, like, ah, uh, it's the, the the elite socialist. Um, but didn't you go to college, too, and got a high degree and make whatever? <laughs> you know, I mean, or, or better exactly. yet, you, you didn't have to work a day in your life because you came for money already? Right. Silly shit. Well, I'm trying to find any type of quote from Mr. Abbott, uh, and I don't see that. That's just how the news is. Most of news is just ads. And so, yeah. like, this cron.com uh, publication it looks like it is designed to move ads and have high SEO rankings. Because right. I don't, I, it says Governor Abbott made clear that those pardons will not be happening. And I'm like, okay, so uh, 
Where is the actual quote? Response issued the following statement. Okay, finally, I got the following statement that they issued. <laughs> Here it is, right over an ad for uh, Jasper AI. Uh, and so, in response, Texas is not in the habit of taking a criminal justice advocate from the leader of the defund police party and someone who has overseen criminal justice system run amok with cashless bail and a revolving door for violent criminals. Wow. Jesus. The governor of Texas can only pardon individuals who have been through the Texas Board of Pardons and Parole System with a recommendation for pardon. Uh, and so uh, that was very political. Well, and also Texas, it's been a very conservative state. And it's also one where I think they're very inclined to highway robbery because of it's a passing through state. Like, you know, as someone who used to be a previous black market person, you learn about things and talk about things and know like, uh, main highways like the 40 that cut through you have a big chance of getting pulled over because they're monitoring right their states and it's not that hard it's not that hard to have a bunch of good old boys on one end of a road and another walkie talkie well now we have modern cameras and shit so but better or work he came back and said when i'm governor we will finally legalize the mar- marijuana in texas expunge the records of those arrested for marijuana possession That's again right. is he running for governor this fall is yeah is there or how are the polls in the texas governor race Pretty it's tight, like, I believe. Let's just he's, check. I mean, he's a really, uh, I think, sound guy when it comes to like, and again, like we talked about, politicians suck in general. But if I had to choose between him and uh, Abbott, who's been murdering the infrastructure of Texas, I mean, Texas, if you guys, you guys, plenty of room for nice things, but yet you got Abbott. Yep. And you're probably going to still have Abbott uh, come November. Uh, election day, November 8th. Currently, uh, Abbott is leading by 7.3%, and he just can't get under that 50% threshold. So that's right, Texas, 50% of you hate weed. Uh, but maybe, well, not necessarily. But this is, you know, the independents, right? Like myself, I, I, I don't answer these polls or care about this shit for the most part. But as someone who, who thinks like we all have an equal voice and, and, and as citizens and, and it's just like due process, like I want to see the things come to fruition that I think are best and legalization being it, I got to register to vote and I got to vote and, but I don't pay mind to the other shit. Right. So maybe the independents come out because Texas is purple. I, I honestly think most of America is purple. You know, 7% is hard to come uh, down from uh, with only a month to go. Uh, and so, and the most people don't care about weed. I, I, I'm sorry. Like we have a whole podcast dedicated to it. And all you people that tuned in, you're the best effing people in the world. I want you to know that. Just pat yourself on the back. Thank you for turning in. Complete pandering. You get it from politicians and you also get it from here oh, at yeah. Cannabis Legalization News. And so don't forget because you might have, you might have forgotten. Smash that like button and also click the subscribe you know, uh, uh, we got uh, someone commenting, choosing the lesser two evils is still choosing up to you. You have to, because if you don't choose, it's still choosing. Like, even, you know, that, that in my opinion. Right. Not choosing is also a choice. And that not choosing, that might get you in some trouble. Speaking of what didn't have trouble last week, pot stocks. We got a quick shot oh, on right. that, and then we'll probably be at the uh, 420 break. Cannabis stocks soar, uh, have a record day after Biden lights a fuse. And again, this is from Market Watch. Market Watch is once again using a pun, a pun in a cannabis headline. Shocked, shocked to find that in the media. Got it. Cannabis (laughs) stocks rocket to a record day 
after Biden lights the fuse. I, uh, I shared one of these posts on uh, my Instagram at Cannabis Industry Wire uh, that day because, like, I uh, foolishly bought pot stocks over a year ago. And, and so it was amazing. They were up like 30% in a day because they so? were down like 80%. Yeah. No, I would, I would still be taking a loss if I sold. And so I just don't think I need the uh, the deduction this year from the mm. uh, the taxes. But let's see if they had like some of the some of the gainers and some well, of the losers. I mean, everything really whenever there's something like a, in the news about cannabis, uh, even the, the searches, I get I get Google alerts and it told me that the worldwide searches increased by like 30 percent or some shit. Mm-hmm. Damn. People want to know. They do. And so you can also follow us. And then, Miggy, you got to make sure you keep posting some of the memes onto this. So there's memes and other tidbits at Cannabis Industry Lawyer on uh, Instagram. Uh, here is that the pot stocks. And so you can see that move that they made on that day. Like the MSOS, that's essentially the ETF, a whole basket of all these other ones. Hmm. That was up 34%. Graham, that was the, the guy we had on who did that SPAC. That was up yeah. 50%. In a day, uh, Verano was up 31%. Curleaf was up 33%. Trueleaf was up 37%. Cresco was only up 24%. And Green Thumb Industries was also up 30%. And then the next day, all the stock market tanked. I'm sorry. It just happened. So like Friday was a big down day. Uh, it's still not over. It's going to get painful out there, everybody. Oh, yeah. Do you, is that Why does it go down so hard? Like, what is it? People like just realizing like this is not the, the ride they want to keep on holding on to. So they um, a lot of it's algorithmic. And so like hmm. imagine imagine everybody could hit the exit all over the world billions of times in a second. And so yeah. that's one of the reasons why it, it crashes so much harder than it goes up. You know? It just seems weird to me. Like people all of a sudden see an opportunity for an investment, and then is, is the the fact that at the same time when all these people who are trying to come in, then you're like, oh shit, this is my opportunity to get out, and then uh, you know I mean? yeah, it's okay. and then there's also sometimes there's short sellers, and so they try to get around mm. the trade. There's a great documentary out there about diamond hands and uh, the, that those subredditors and like the GameStop stock uh, trading. Yeah. So if you guys do like cannabis stocks or stocks in general. Go check out that uh, documentary. I think it's on Netflix about uh, meme stop or meme meme, meme stocks. stocks and yeah, meme stocks, which was GameStop yeah. uh, initially in that Reddit sub uh, page that they have. Stonks, 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 stonks. Yeah, yeah, it was it was weird, but that's that's one of the reasons why they can go down so much faster than they go up. Now, those guys have been beaten down for over a year, so they were down eighty percent. Oh, well, so that. that, that, that pop of 30 percent that could have been people just covering shorts oh uh, gotcha. you know because they've already just killed it and so you know you might as well and it's so oversold but we'll see we'll see yeah. what happens i think what's they're gonna they're gonna make it a schedule three drug and then all of those companies are going to become a lot more profitable because irc 280e only applies to schedule one and schedule two drugs well isn't the big fear too though if it becomes a lesser schedule it's still going to be in the hands of like pharma at one level or another, like predominantly, I want it that way, though. I, you know, but the, here's the other. Well, you know, this is almost time, and we're gonna have some, on the other side. What about big tobacco? That's another one that people are worried about. You know, big but, tobacco, perhaps. But again, like, uh, if you guys can't make that out yet, it does say that IRC 280E is the uh, revenue code that forbids businesses deducting otherwise ordinary expenses from gross income uh, from trafficking in a Schedule One or Schedule Two substance. Hmm. It does not apply for Schedule Three, but it's twenty past the hour. Uh, yeah.
Oh, hey guys, would you like to work with me? Then you can uh, head on over to Cannabis Consulting Online and uh, go on over to our business plans. The vast majority of cannabis startups need to start here. And this is where we do the financial models uh, so that we can understand what the valuation of your company would be so that you don't just start giving out your shares for nothing. You know, uh, oh, you know, the other thing, the, the other governor we didn't mention, someone's in the chat from North Carolina or living in North Carolina from Texas. We got the uh, governor, Roy Cooper, like we talked about earlier, right. uh, pushes to legalize marijuana possession or, yeah, possession yep. in North Carolina. <laughs> That's so, great. Yeah. You know, some of these states I never thought coming. Like, you know, when I see Tennessee happen or, or Kentucky, then I'll be like, holy North shit. Carolina. When you see North Carolina, you're like, wait, no, when you see Indiana. Oh. Indiana, like home of Eli Lilly. When you see Indiana starting to legalize in Illinois, like, you know, that's one of the fun things we can also do is we can just pull up a map of Illinois because it is an island very often. Uh, yeah, let's let's use that one. That one's pretty good. And let's make that. Uh, uh, is it a larger one? No, this is, this is annoying. Um, I did find the map, but I did not get it to have the resolution that I wanted. Uh, anyway, so this is Illinois. And then to the north of Illinois, you have Wisconsin. Wisconsin has zero, zero medical, zero uh, adult use. And then to the right, you have Indiana. Same as Wisconsin. Nothing. Oh, wow. Or here's Michigan. They're cool. Uh, and then you have Kentucky. Kentucky, also nothing. Here's Missouri that has this quadrant right there of the uh, southwestern part of the state. They're really cool. Missouri's probably going to legalize this year. That's next next office is in St. Louis. And then here's Iowa, also nothing. Mm. And so, like, except for Missouri and then, like, one over to Miss Michigan, Illinois is just in a sea of nothing, you know? Well, you know what's amazing? Idaho. Idaho right there is bordered by California, Washington, Montana, and they're still – uh, living in 1930, yeah, <laughs> in Nevada, yeah, Idaho, like it's bordered by all of those, and yeah, they just they're just holding out. They're like, screw that, we moved to Idaho because there wasn't weed. That was part of the deal, pretty much, though. But I mean, what are these people really running from? What are they trying? To, you know what I mean? Like, to me, there's like wealth. They don't want to get rich by yeah. having a wonderful cannabis business plan that allows you to have a license so that you can maintain a competitive advantage. Uh, common sense yeah. common sense policy you know uh it's just it's just crazy uh to be angry about prohibition or or, or any of this pro legal uh movements that just seems weird what any of it like like what i was saying before like pass both the more act and the safe bacon act fuck it let's just pass them all you mm-hmm. know let let the potty sort themselves out at the end but uh because People are losing time in their lives that are real. It's present, and, and that's fucking horrible. Yep. Well, we got some more fucking horrible news in yeah. international news. Let's see. Where are these uh, undocumented workers from? Are they mostly from, like, Venezuela? Probably. Well, let's let's do a little, little search. Easy. Nope, it is not. But they are documented undockered. Mm, laborers. You always kind of like to know. Oh, there you go. There's one from Michoacan. Yep. That's in Mexico. Let's do the international news and I'll bring up that bumper. And then we have bad news, everybody. See that? 
That is an undocumented farm being tended by uh, undocumented laborers. Lured with the false promise of high pay and decent labor condition, immigrants are held against their will by outlaw farmers who withhold their wages. And, uh, and before, okay. Uh, I'm just saying, it's, uh, Politico is reporting this out of Medford, Oregon from this week, uh, October 2nd. And before like people like, get on this weird ass, like uh, uh, this is another reason why uh, uh, the cartels or whatever, in the center of the article it says, if you buy marijuana illegally somewhere in the U.S., there's a very good chance. Well, no, I guess it is. But still, I mean, like, I, I, you know, how do you, how do you, how do we prevent this? Like legalization would prevent this, wouldn't it? You think like, wouldn't this like, it's still a people... license. This yeah. would replace the, this farm with moonshine. And it's the exact same thing. They're just running an unlicensed still. They're running an unlicensed operation. And then uh, they're doing it in Oregon probably because there's so many farms there. Mm. It's easier to get away with not having a license because you blend in. There's thousands of cannabis licenses in this state. So yeah. why, you know, but that's doesn't mean that you should be resulting uh, to like, let's see here, this this labor that they had a, a pretty decent quote. So they, Isabella is one of them. She remembered uh, the police, the cops were very aggressive. They didn't care if there were people inside. And the officers uncovered 6,000 pounds of processed cannabis and over 72,000 plants and more than 200 workers, some documented, some undocumented, that were detained for questioning and then released. So this was a state, federal and county law enforcement raid uh, of a fairly large, that's a huge, you know, 72,000 cannabis plants um, undocumented, just going on. I mean, talk about the balls on the person that is going to be running a farm that brazenly that oh, yeah. outside of the, but then that, that, that's still like a huge farm, you know? Well, I, in, in retrospect now, as I'm thinking about it, because of course, you know, you, some of these topics are kind of sensitive, right? Like immigration and all the other bullshit. But the fact that they're caught, I think shows what legalization can do, right? Like they got caught in a legal state. They, yeah. you know, it wasn't like they were growing in, in, in Idaho. No. <laughs> you, know, like, you know, they, they tried they, to burn in. They slept in tents. They washed their dishes with hoses. They used overflowing portable toilets, ate mostly rice cooked under tarps, very often no electricity or potable water. Men working alongside them uh, menaced them with, sexual harassment and getting paid wages so that they could hopefully send that back to their family in Michoacan, Mexico. Hmm. It was the exception, not the rule. So also not getting paid. Talk yeah. about like slave labor right there. You know, you've just taken a person, moved them off of their home and then said, get to work without paying them. No license. Well, and then also immigrants live under fear, right? They, they live under this, like, I can't go to the police for help or even, the fact that it is cannabis and illegal, you know, so you, you compare the two together, you really don't want to deal with law enforcement. But, you know, this kind of sounds also what, you know, bad behavior, this is the kind of shit that happens, right? Like, do you remember like trimigrants, you know, people who... Trimigrants, yeah. yeah. Trimigrants are going out, but that's that's trimigration, man. Uh, because when the harvest comes down and it's now the season of the harvest, so the trimigrants would be moving because the fish tour is over now. And so they need something to do to afford the MSG tickets or yeah. whatever band they're following. But now, like, and again, I think the legal market, this, you get so big, you're going to be noticed. And and so that's the part of the problem, too, uh, because, you know, 
it's it's hard to hide. You know, when, when people who have licenses now are willing to rat you out. I mean, I've seen it here in, in the state, but uh, 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 people following bad, you know, on the legal side. This also shows how legalization has helped the citizens, right? Because we're, we're not hearing so much about immigrants because people have rights to. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's. I'm pretty sure there's still illegal farms out there, and people. Well, that's how they would pop. Look at that legal. Like this, the stuff they're reporting though, it's just terrible. Yeah, and so like uh, they can't go sell, seek help because of this legal limbo that they're in with not being a citizen. One of them was a citizen, but then Leticia and Isabel were just undocumented, and they are, of course, not their real names. As Politico was trying to abstract them uh, for protections, and then these cartels they go into grow operations, and the women think that they exact revenge in their relatives back in Mexico. So don't act up, or we'll kill your mom. You know, back in the old country. Uh, said worse than prisoners, she described it as. And oh, yeah. if you buy weed illegally in the U.S., it's probably grown. It says there is a very good chance it was grown by people like this. So, you know, that's a good reason to go to the dispensary and pay the premium. Yeah, it's tested, and you know that the person who grew it had a good job and wasn't being exploited. I mean, cartel weed's never been good. I mean, you know, ever. You know, they're it's just easy money for them. Now they come on the side trying to grow farms, and, and, and you can't compete against the legal market, especially Oregon's legal market of what, like a hundred dollar an ounce. Like, like, oh, hey, yeah. buddy, I'm gonna get in the weed business and go to Kentucky for you. I'm not gonna, you know, what I'm saying like, as an American, if I really wanted to go back to black market days, how I used to, you know, I could make revenue other ways, but I try not to. I like to be on this side of the bars personally yes yes <laughs> here's for being free guys uh if you also enjoy not being incarcerated for the cannabis plant please do click the like button uh and then leave us a comment as to be like Whoo, not being arrested for cannabis is the best mm-hmm. uh, and then a lot of people agree with you because this is back to our federal legalization news update for october roundup uh it's being reported that three and five american voters back nationwide marijuana legalization according to a new poll marijuana mormons reporting on this from october 6th don't forget to sign up for their uh, email list they're great people and this is out of the morning consult they tweeted uh, in our new survey 60 percent of u.s voters say marijuana use should be made legal in the united states compared with 27 percent who say it should not be which makes me go dude there's like one in four Americans are totally square. So one who hurt four. you? Who yeah. hurt you? Like who hurt you? One in four <laughs> Americans. Show me on the doll where you touched you. Yeah. Also, why? Why do you think this thing should still be in existence? How do you think it's helping? Like who has it helped? None of these questions very uh, or the answers are very good. You know, None. does it help nobody? <laughs> it's hurting nobody. <laughs> you know, only the law is hurting people. Only the law is hurting people. Let's dig a little bit in to the uh, poll that they did that said three in five marijuana used, uh, three in five Americans say marijuana should be legal nationwide. Uh, and so uh, they, let's do the party ID breakdown first. I'll try to zoom in one more time. Oops, I accidentally hit the tweet. Uh, and if I go back, this one's more zoomed in. <clears throat> so party ID, Democrats, 71% say yes. 16% of Democrats say no. Go to independents, and it's 61 say yes. 24% of independents say no. So the independents truly are representing the American uh, five because that was what the larger sample set said. 
And then you have Republicans with 47% saying yes, and 41% saying no, which that's shocking that uh, if you are a Republican, there's a 41% chance uh, that you're going to say keep it illegal. I'm not shocked, dude. It seems to be that's the new motto motto for those guys is just keep things stagnant and, and no real renovation. Whereas, you know, a real conservative used to be like a fiscal conservative. Somebody would be like, oh, we're going to spend it on this. We can tolerate this. Instead, just no. Just no. Mm-hmm. We got a guy in the chat. Someone posted. A, uh, they have a, a court on Tuesday. Uh, nice. No public defender, but been waiting two and a half years. That's crazy how shit like that can happen. Right? You get busted one day and then you're going through the process for like years. You remember uh, uh, Roger Christie served five years before he was even he was held behind bars for five years before they even yeah. had his day in court. That's Fucking messed crazy. up. Yeah, that Roger Christie was held, by, and then that's that's just messed up. But uh, back to these numbers, you know, let's let's dig into them a little bit more because now they start breaking them up by age. We've already done the party ID, and then there's age, and then there's race slash ethnicity because. Race is one thing, and ethnicity is evidently something else. Uh, and so age, 69% of 18 to 34-year-olds say legalize it. 17% say no. Uh, 14% don't really care. They say no opinion. Uh, for 33, I'm sorry, 35 to 44-year-olds, uh, 71% say legalize it, so even more in favor of legalization. Uh or just more sure, because only 12% said, I don't know. And then 17% still say, no, uh, keep it illegal. So it's it's actually like 17% of the population, it looks like, until they get older. And so the older you get, then I think you have more of the brainwashing that happened in the past, you know? Sure, sure. Um, 45 to uh, 64-year-olds, still though, 60% almost, 59% said, uh, legalize it, and then boom, you see the nose jump right the heck up to 30%. Damn. I, Do you think that's uh, age or like the, the bias from the just say no and like the amount of propaganda they had when they were growing up? Well, that's why I, I, I always, you know, this activism thing is so pain in the ass because when I started, you know, younger, at least when, with an audience, you know, one of the things I point out is like, you know, older folks I know didn't put their energy into this right they didn't do anything to try and help change a conversation they just you go about your day job you're like i'm just trying to survive pay my bills and get through life let alone go champion some somebody in jail or go change a law you know and so i think a lot of it you know what we're seeing is people who yeah forget what like how benign this plan is they forget that oh when they smoked that one joint in college or high school nothing happened you know, yeah. and, and it just blows or that it helps. Or they have because yeah. with medical cannabis, you have many, many stories of people confronting the that prejudice that may be out there correlating to age, and they realize that they had been lied to and it was all wrong. And cannabis really gave them a medical benefit that they weren't able to find in other places. And then we report on stories that when a state legalizes, uh, prescription use goes down in that state, which you know, that's, that's interesting data, but it also then gets into, well, what should we be saying about the the benefits of this plant? And then what will pharmaceutical companies say about keeping it how it is? And then, 
you know. Well, remember Robert Plashorn, you know, when he did the tour with Grandma Should Be Smoking Pot, right? Because he was going to senior homes. And mm-hmm. I know so some pot shops here, right, when, when legalization, right, you know, it, it's when legalization happens, you're going to have stores. You're going to have people you don't like, and then you're going to have people to whatever, you know, the spirit of the plant that people want, want to believe in, right? You're, you're going to have it both sides. Right. But the ones I, I try and champion are ones I think are doing it right. And some of these stores were doing like on Sundays going to the old folks home and, and, and talking about the endocannabinoid system. Because that's the biggest thing really is like, you know, you, you think, oh, I just smoked a little bit, nothing happened or whatever. But then you're like, oh, shoot, I'm older and I have an endocannabinoid system and neglected it all these years, you know. Uh, right. uh, it's, it's amazing when people find it out. Yeah, and it could have that could have contributed to some type of conditions that we still don't even have a full understanding of. Yeah, which is just shocking. But it means that I think there's going to be a lot more cannabis use in the future, and, and especially amongst like the it's it's popular everywhere. White people, fifty eight percent said yes. Black people, seventy two percent said yes. Uh, Hispanics, we have the sixty seven percent, and then other. They like it almost as much as white people uh, with uh, 58%. I'm sorry, 57%. Uh, so what is other then? I mean, if it's unless you're <laughs> white, black, or Hispanic, Asian. Okay. Yeah, that, that could be other. Pacific I Islander. I mean, like, I, I'm Pacific a mix Islander. of those little yeah. things. Native American. You know, there's all kinds of just cocktails out there. But uh, Well, we're talking about the American voter because that's the sample the set that we're talking about. The average American voter, three in five, say marijuana should be legal nationwide. How much longer is it going to take? We've got sixty percent of us agree on this issue, and it's still not there. Well, now that what with the what was it the the second point in in, in Biden's uh, statement of uh, giving the Department of Health was the second or third one? Because I think the Department of Health third is going to be yeah. So you got to tell me that the, the the place that used to own the patent six six three zero five zero seven is now behind trying to do some research of uh, you know the, the the integrity of this plant or is it medicine or not? Well, you already have. The, the patent at one point now we just got that's the problem is everybody wants to put this in the bag right this is this cannabis treats everything not everybody uh reacts the same to viagra i don't know like not everybody reacts the same to everything it, 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 you know you, we don't get that platitude on anything out there i don't think right you know any drug mm-hmm. you know some people coffee makes them wired other people coffee actually there's few that they make them shut down you know it's uh people uh, have food allergies yeah man people are but, allergic to weed In more cannabis news, this is another election state. This one's out of Arkansas. Arkansas Cannabis.net is reporting that Arkansas Supreme Court has approved the recreational cannabis legalization vote in November. However, the Oklahoma Supreme Court rejected theirs. So Arkansas is in, Oklahoma's out. So uh, that's that's being reported out of Cannabis.net. A uh, decision was reached in responsible growth. Arkansas asked the court to overturn a state board of election commission's ruling from August that said the measure could not be put in the ballot due to a technicality in the language. You see, that's yeah. what cannabis has to fight for. Like le- legalizing cannabis, you even have to overcome technicalities because that's the oh, extent yeah. of the prejudice that is facing this plant. They try, you get it on the ballot and they will try to get it off. And, South Dakota. And they were successful. Yeah, South Dakota. It looks like uh, Oklahoma. And so let's go back into this. So the let's, let's drill over to Oklahoma, Oklahoma, uh, and this was on September 28th, so actually the week before last. But uh, it won't 
get recreational weed anytime soon, says state Supreme Court. So the state Supreme Court refused to get involved in a case of uh, you know, the recreational cannabis. And so like it's not going to appear on the ballot in November. Uh, however, they were the 30th state to recognize legal medical marijuana in 2018. Uh, this was a 5-4 decision uh, that was released on Tuesday, and then it had a 10-day window in which anybody can contest the 117,257 valid signatures they gave. It was supposed to be yes on 820, but yes on 820 will now have to wait until at least 2024. Damn. I mean, I never saw Arkansas actually. I mean, who even talks about Arkansas? No offense, Arkansas. It's like two of you probably watch this, but uh, I don't know anything about Arkansas. Arkansas. I'd work in Arkansas, and I hope that they have a decent market, you know, that's more open, because like right now, Arkansas is just such a limited market. If Arkansas goes the way of Illinois, where it's a a limited state, but then they're still going to allow several hundred licenses, I'd set up shop. Be like, they, hey, Arkansas, let's help you out. Yeah. Do they have a farming industry? I mean, because, like, you know, most places have some sort of, like, you know, I don't know what Arkansas is known for. I, I always picture Central America as, like, nothing but farms, right? Like, Central it's all America. just. I love how it's Central America. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You mean, Central like, America, Columbia? America. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know what I mean, though? But uh, uh, we got a uh, comment here, too, that about the, you know, the last arc we just read about. Some Hispanics are under the impression through immigration laws as simple as getting a job in the industry. No. That is only in the military service. So if you do some military service, it can help you get uh, 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 what we call it. Uh, uh, God damn it. Citizenship. Citizenship. <laughs> but not and a uh, job. In the they might one day ask you, what is the population of Arkansas? Anyway, oh, shit. I'm a citizen. It is three million people. Uh, Louisiana has four point six million, almost four point seven million. And Missouri has 6 million people. So really looking forward to that opportunity that's coming in Missouri. Uh, can't wait to start doing some content on that oh. after the uh, uh, election passes. Yes, Benton, Arkansas. I, I, you know, that's funny. I never even think about Again, Kansas and Arkansas, I think are right there because Kansas, uh, right? Because Walmart was part of Kansas. My, uh, my, my, my mother-in-law, uh, grandmother-in-law, she was from Kansas and tell stories about the old Walmart days and I used to walk past the old Walmart uh, days. Yeah, you know what you can't find at Walmart? Mm-hmm. Cannabis strains. We should take a look oh, at there some. What's happening, everybody? Welcome to today's episode of Name That Strain. Uh, this one is from a buddy. Uh, shout out, and nice. here it is. Got this uh, yesterday. Uh, this is homegrown. This is. Um, you know, medical, uh, Illinois medical home grow. Uh, and and uh, it's very, very loud, which is great. I love uh, how orange it is. It's It's got some nice orange hairs on it. It's a decent amount of crystals. Now, this one is a very popular strain, uh, extremely popular. I'm going yes. to see how, how is it going over there in the um, comments. Colombian gold, no, it is not. Uh, this one is a new one. Uh, it's pretty popular out on the West Coast. Um, oh, Colvin yeah. House. He says uh, Arkansas has re- reciprocity for medical cannabis and card holders. That's pretty neat. Sweet. Going to Arkansas. <laughs> I mean, not cartel Kush. I would not, but it is. Um, it's got the word. Well, I don't know. I mean, I'm not sure what that whole thing stands for. 
I thought this stands for um, the the bad. Thing well, it's, it's got that real fuely kind of like um, this other uh, adjective that I don't want to use because it just completely gives it away. Like yeah, if yeah. you, it, no, it's 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 got gas, you know. <laughs> so Chem dog is one of its parents, and so like Chem dog is nope. one of its parents. Um, yeah, and that's we can kind of tell him that Chem dog has kids. You know, that, that's a very <laughs> famous strain. Very gassy. No, nope, not Jeff. Bunny Rub. We got it. Bunny Babbitt. GMO. There we go. What you're looking at right there is GMO, a.k.a. GMO garlic cookies or garlic cookies. Indica dominant marijuana. Uh, GSC, Girl Scout cookies, crossed with Chemdog. Uh, and it's garlicky. And so that was the adjective mm. that I did not want to say. Because I thought that that would have given it away, so it went with more fuely and loud and skunky, and then um, uh, yeah. What does GMO stand for, anyways? Though anybody know? What like, does I, GMO stand for? Because I I get the garlic, and then what's the mo? Ah, I see. Maybe it's right here. The strain was originally bred by Mamiko seeds, um, so that might be the mo. So garlic. And then by Mamiko seeds, maybe be like GMO. I don't know if that's. that's I thought GM, GMO was that like that bullshit where it's like you don't want your grown GMO, like the genetically modified organism. That's or? it. Uh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, GMO strain name meaning. See, we got that. GMO stands for genetically modified organism. In the case of marijuana strains, this means the plant has been genetically altered to produce higher THC. Yeah, I don't know about that. It's it's chem dog crossed with Girl Scout cookie. Yeah, I mean that the that's the weird way to define it. Be like it's all like mod. I mean it's bread. It's what it yeah. is. You know, she did this and they did that and they made that and well, yeah. That was a, a, a male. That's a boy flower, and that's a girl flower. <laughs> we get them together; they'll make seeds, right? Amazing. All right, and then we got uh, the DEA admitting how DEA. I don't have that one queued up, and I've lost the show notes. So we have oh, to I go find where I got that. So the DEA admits racial, ethnic, and class prejudice led to drug criminalization and the agency's own founding. No Whoops. shit. In additional federal legalization news, the DEA. Is starting to admit that it fucked up, or it's based off of fucked up this right, like or it's based off of stuff that's that's yeah messed up, right? Acknowledge the fact racially discriminatory drug laws are partly responsible for the agency's own founding. Uh, during the latest edition of the Stories from Collection video series, oh, DEA museum officials talked about the origins. Of, I need to fucking find that then. Oh, here it is. <laughs> you want to play? There you it? Go. Yeah, I, you know, it does look like it's from a government YouTube channel. Yeah. So I don't think we're going to get a copyright strike unless the government's like, hey, we no made education. that. All of our artistic wherewithals. No education. No Nobody education. knows. Here we go. Let's check it out. Oh, wait. I got to share my audio. Let me know if you can hear it. We cannot hear it. So All right. um, she also is not in, um, what do they call that? Uh, subtitles. Oh, yeah. No, I just, because. Uh, uh, Whenever I share my screen, I try to like be like, in case something was to happen, mm-hmm. not share the audio just to cover our butts. But uh, here it is. Right. Work now. Addiction changed. Increased non medical. I like how she's joining us from a uh, filing room. Oh, <laughs> this is history, baby. 
Welcome behind the scenes of the DEA Museum. I'm Casey, the museum's historian. And I'm Emma, the museum technician. And we're here in the collection facility to introduce this month's featured artifact, an opium order form. Every month, we'll take you into the collection and share stories about our most exciting artifacts. This document spotlights how the U.S. Treasury Department enforced narcotics regulations in the early 20th century. Decades before DEA's founding, Congress passed the Harrison Narcotics Act in 1914, which required manufacturers, sellers, and distributors to register with the Bureau of Internal Revenue under the U.S. Treasury Department. This act was the first comprehensive law in the U.S. to regulate whole classes of drugs. At the time, international meetings were convened to call for stronger drug controls. Leaders from China and the United States were especially concerned about the unregulated production, trade, and use of opium, a highly addictive narcotic that comes from poppy plants. Opium. Opium dulls the senses and relieves pain. Its numbing effects make people drowsy and sluggish, preventing them from working or carrying out day-to-day tasks. The Harrison Narcotics Act made it harder to get opium without a prescription from a registered medical professional. I like how it didn't work because, like, (laughs) decades later, opioids would kill hundreds of thousands of Americans. Legally. Legally. Yeah. The Narcotics Division was specifically tasked to enforce the Harrison Act. Narcotics agents ensured doctors registered the drugs they prescribed and used in their practice. Around the time of the Volstead Act, the public's view of addiction changed. Increased non-medical use, as well as racial, ethnic, and class prejudice affected public opinion. What had been a medical condition became deviant or criminal. This shift led to a wave of laws against heroin, marijuana, and cocaine. In 1930, Congress authorized a new federal drug law enforcement agency the Federal Bureau of Narcotics, or the FBN, to enforce these laws. Hmm. This agency is a predecessor of DEA. FBN agents still operated under the Treasury Department and processed order forms like this one to document the sale and possession. Are they still part of the Treasury Department? Regulated by the Harrison Narcotics Act. Uh, The Treasury Department, I have no idea. The DEA, they shouldn't be. They should be in uh, justice. Yeah. That's crazy. Only registered importers, manufacturers, producers, or wholesale dealers could fulfill the order. In this case, mm. a doctor named Leonard Leader ordered tablets from a pharmaceutical company, Hoffman LaRoche Incorporated, in 1932. These documents track the supply and sale of products with opium, coca, and other drugs. They also served as a record for the Internal Revenue Service to tax-related transactions. Oh, shit, the tax. In the early 20th century, the government relied on taxation and registration to regulate drug use. This process is part of DEA's history. While the Drug Enforcement Administration now operates under the Department of Justice rather than the Treasury Department, medical professionals and pharmaceutical companies register... I think we need to move it back to the Treasury. Possession of like, I don't think it should... Like, again, I want, I want to impress that... Virgin investigator. Move it back to Treasury because then it's just about the untaxed, you know? Yeah, I mean, it makes kind of sense, but now we're already in the Justice Department, so we're trying to find the crime. I mean, but nobody should be arrested for cannabis. No, that's that's the thing. And so if it goes back to Treasury, uh, it's just about collecting the money. It's like, hey, do you have a permit for selling that eighth? No. It's just crazy to me that they actually had law enforcement in the Treasury. Of course, they got Capone. Didn't pay his taxes. Right. I mean, and also I know the Postal Service have their own law enforcement. So I guess, yeah, that's weird, dude. I mean, to me, it's like. <laughs> I you want to that video, though? Uh, I mean, yeah. like, um, it, it's look at let, let's put her back up there. Look at her. She is reporting live from the file room. We got another 40 seconds. Let's uh, get back into it. All right. Of legal drugs into illicit drug markets. 
This order form is only one of the over 45,000 artifacts, photographs, videos, and documents in the DEA Museum's collection. Each illuminates important moments nice in the history Palmer, Simpson, of DEA, federal drug law Seriously. enforcement, and drug use in American culture. To learn more about DEA's work and other fascinating stories from the collection, work? follow the museum. You mean on fucking raping, and pillaging? Visit the museum in person. Thanks for joining us. In person. You can go to the DEA museum. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys have found plans for the holidays yet, but the DEA says you can go to our museum. Hey, would you like to see how we arrested and took a whole bunch of stuff from people? How and the then learn that it could have just been all an audit. You know, wouldn't that be, isn't an audit way better than a raid? Uh, would you rather have gotten audited or raided? Everybody would always say audited, you know? Yeah. Seriously, though, I mean, this is what prohibition has enabled bad behavior by not enabling what could be, you know? How many fucking cures for cancer and proper businesses out there were ruined because someone had to go to jail? Because of a plant over or, or their children taken, you know, more lives are ruined over this goddamn uh, law than there have been uh, saved. For true. Yeah, For true. Tell you what. Uh, somebody from Cannabis Now is trying to give us a, a link. It's neat. I wonder if that's actual cannabis. No, that's a, one of those damn. See a Facebook group? Yeah, that's a oh. bad. Uh, do not click that link. We have somebody. Yeah, man. I don't get how these the hackers they do that. I thought you needed like a unique email to create a fucking Facebook account. Instead, we get and I ban delete them all the time. I don't know. I don't know. I think we should talk to the audience because we've kind of run out through our um, uh, materials and our main stories for federal cannabis legalization news. So uh, let's let's end it by talking to the audience. <laughs> What's happening, guys? You got any questions? You in New York? Anybody? <laughs> Anybody? Any so, questions? This guy remembers when his dad took off for a month because he heard from his police contacts he was going to get raided. Yeah, dude. I when I when I was black market, uh, 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 I used to sell in a mall, and uh, uh, you know, I, I I was a manager, assistant manager by Mrs. Phil's Cookies. So you buy a cookie and you get an eighth if you use the right words with me. Uh, what was the magic? I yeah, well, it was most of the people I knew. Like 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 yeah. they let me know, hey, this guy's coming through or whatever. I mean, it was never the, yeah, the wink, the nod. Somebody's gonna be ordering and it was always the cookie that nobody would ever buy, right? If anybody comes in and orders an oatmeal raisin cookie and pays cash, then you know. There yeah. we go. <laughs> oh yeah. How many, How states, many states would be de facto legal when the feds say it's legal? All of them. All of them, yeah. All of them. Yeah. And so that's one of the reasons why I think they're going to drop it to schedule three because the states aren't ready for that stuff yet. And then if they drop it to schedule three, the industry is profitable because of all the tax liability that they have. And so they have $500 billion of unpaid tax liability. If they drop it to schedule three and then petition the IRS for a refund of the liability, you know, See, retroactively. That's the conservative play. But I think also just descheduling overall is not going to encourage more bad behavior in non-legal states i think the legal states will if anything if that were to happen just regular off schedule but but like you said though i think people are trepidatious about like thinking this free-for-all is going to happen the same free-for-all that they thought was going to happen in 2012 yeah, yeah. you know or or yeah the fact that we even had the hemp marijuana division you know like you know, you know, all too many times when I post the stupid memes, just making fun of it, people are like, well, you know, 
uh, uh, hemp doesn't contain THC. It's just a legal point oh three. It's just a legal word. You know, they're the same. You know, Roman tomatoes and and, and greenhouse tomatoes. They're tomatoes. You mm-hmm. know, it's a uh, whatever whatever the uh, cannabis uh, Latin name would be. They're both that. But shout out though, Corey is a member and uh, consider joining a membership of our channel. We get noticed when you do and uh, some of the membership levels, I'll I'll mail you a book or a t-shirt because we do have those. Those are our higher membership levels. But, you know, thank you so much for our members. And that's why we have the uh, let's talk to the audience aspect of it. So there are any other questions? Corey asked one. Uh, Victoria from Facebook, where you can't join as a member, you should go over to our YouTube and join there, by the way. Uh, Will prices increase? Um, no, but very often, and even in our models, we build into depreciation of price. So that, and then it'll eventually bottom. And so I think, but remember, um, it's strawberries. And so like strawberries eventually bottom. They're at its market price of where it's at. I'm not really sure where the market price is going to be. I think it's about 10 bucks a gram. Uh, and then uh, that would be about 25 bucks an eighth at the retail level. I could you- be wrong. But you also got to look at the taxation, right? Because as much as we'd all like to, you know, $10 is like the the accepted norm for a gram. But like Oregon has $100 ounces of quality cannabis. Uh, Washington's not there yet, you know, because they tax the grower, I think like 35% or some retarded amount, like just way excessive. And then on top of that, the store well, has to like move that weight. And so like packaging, you know, so the gram, if you use that, that's fine. You could also use the 3.5 gram or you could use the 28 gram. You get bulk discounts. So the, the average cost, I mean, it's just like if you go to a Sam's Club or a Costco, you're buying in bulk, you know. Well, there's going to be a, a depending on your business model. Like I know, depending on how you start, some people want to be the store. Some people want to be a grower. How expensive is my weed in the U.S.? Damn, I, I didn't even thought about that. But is it good? For a Cali greenhouse. I bet that's probably good stuff too. Yeah. Yeah. 10 bucks for an eighth of a greenhouse. And that means that they probably wholesaled it for five and then it retails for 10. Um, uh, How would that squash my models? That patent dropped, what, two years ago when Tom and I were actually live talking about it. He Googled it in the days. Hilarious. (laughs) The patent actually expired while we were on the air. So uh, $5 a gram times 454 grams is, uh, okay, that's not too bad. It's still a $2,200 um, wholesale price. Uh, you can do just fine on that, especially if you're in a greenhouse. And so 10 bucks an eighth for a California greenhouse, they might have grown that pound for three dollars $400. You know, and they sold it for 2000 Good deal. So when, when federal hits, you know, it's going to be about like, how they're going to tax it too. So the price points... You know, the, the one thing they don't want to encourage is more black market, more traditional market, right? Which, you know, that would be enabled right away with the scheduling altogether, right? Wouldn't it be like more like, okay, now it's uh, up to the states to create their own infrastructure or whatever. Because mm-hmm. here in Washington State, when we had medical, our libertarian medical side was just, you just have to have a script. And then, you know, I can have so many plants. And now I got a collective because I grow for all these other people who show up at my door sometimes and you know everybody's it was so it was not really regulated was tenacious it was a tenacious everybody trying to create their own how it best be and that was one of my pet peeves because at the time i was a uh a manager at a a calibration company a a pretty pretty nice not nice no they weren't nice but they were they had services i could offer for a reasonable uh uh both for accuracy and uh, uh price and 
that my biggest thing was they were not regulating themselves, right? Some people were doing testing, but the testing was behind because there wasn't uh, as much of a market and, or demand for them. So some people would send stuff out. By the time to get the results back, the product's off the shelf. Because at the yep. time, it was still just learning and turning. And uh, uh, so it was self-regulated, but it was self-suicide, too, because they didn't band together. They didn't have the associations. They didn't have the uh, uh, joint business model uh, perception. You know, we're here regulated by the Washington State uh, Liquor Control Board, or I like to call the fun police. Because I was just at a, a, a pot shop that they, they bought a bank. Right. So like all their stashes in the vault and stuff. It's pretty cool yeah. spot. And they had the bank. Uh, you know how banks have the time on the outside? Well, they always had it at 420. And our fund police told them to take that down. You couldn't you couldn't pull it in. And they had them change their logo because it had like pretty little pot leaves in it. So, uh, you know, there's various levels of this regulation that <laughs> makes sense and don't make sense. <laughs> there certainly are. And there will be more with that next week. Uh, it'll be interested going into this election. Uh, hopefully everything goes well uh, now that it seems that they are signaling that there is a formal timetable for the deregulation of yeah. cannabis, which is just great. I mean, that's point three where he told his administration, hey, we got to see if this schedule one stuff makes sense or if there's something that we can do that works better, a.k.a. schedule three. But that's still not legalization. You can still have the same type of or state by state rollout or they plan on what they're doing now. And, and they actually like hopefully a negotiation for putting the more act through the Senate, right? It's passed the house, get it through the Senate. Descheduling of it would, would, would move that ball more the way everybody wants it. it you know, there's that's the thing about some people. That's the problem. Like they, well, they know that descheduling it means uh, like the hemp market. And so it's going to be the wild west. They drop it to schedule three. But you know they're not recognizing they're not recognizing the players already in the industry. So they're people doing that, riding that coattail of taking hemp extract and turning it to Delta Nine, right? That's so horrible from to hear because it's like, why are you taking uh, orange juice and turning it to orange juice concentrate? You know, I'd rather just have the real orange juice. And so if you let people just have the real plant without having to go through some sort of process, like the uh, like again, that's kind of how tobacco get its hands, right? Nobody wants. You know, the, the plant itself is not bad tobacco. It's when it becomes a cigarette and then it gets mixed with all the chemicals like the, like a meth lab versus, you know, the plant cannabis is beautiful by itself. And it doesn't, you know, you can just that's it. You don't need no more. But mm -hmm. people do manipulate it to become other Delta nines and shit like that. Well, you don't need the, the, the lab process. Your organic process is good enough. And, you know, people are skirting around the law already. Descheduling is just going to make a, a fair playing ground for people already in the industries, I think. You know, plus, well, I don't know. I, I, this, have you heard of hemp with THCA? Yes. Yeah. I think that's going to be our first foray because, like, the models that we're making for the craft grows for the acquisition, uh, they, you know, you first have to buy those graft grows, which can be expensive. And so, like, if you do it right, you might just want to start with a high THCA farm uh, of hemp. And so, like, oh, no, it's all hemp, but you're just, you're on that high THCA hemp, which um, is great. It's just the best. Uh, and then uh, you go from that into the acquisition of the license, and then you you just take one step at a time. But you know what'd be uh, cool? The questions, guys, they're good. You know, what'd be a cool uh, uh, national conversation because I've already seen it here in Washington State, though, and, and hopefully everybody in their state gets to experience it. Is the 
the argument of like your hemp farm being too close to my weed farm, mm-hmm. like because of pollinization, right? Like everybody's when you grow hemp, you grow it for a reason. You're going to grow it for either the uh, cannabinoids that put it in the topicals or whatever, but also it can be rope. It could be a t-shirt. It could be fuel, but no one's growing fuel right now because the the demand's not there. But for the other stuff, it is. But like again, that point oh three law is turning that topical uh, uh, from from a topical to uh, uh, a burn because it's a bad car. It's a hot crop versus the other guy too. His great THC uh, uh, cannabis plant can probably turn into a bunch of boys because of the other crop. So. You know, who, who's the right and wrong in this situation? I don't know, but it'd be cool if policy became like, you know, every state, there's going to be such a demand for, for hemp and for cannabis, you know, for both. The, yeah, as they get as they get into this type, but then you always really want to have a buyer and having just yeah. supply come online and not figure out where you're going to liquidate the supply, uh, that's putting the cart before the horse, in my opinion. You, may, you need to know how you're going to get rid of the crop uh, and what the point of the crop is, you know. But, uh, you know, hey, I I think we have to just kind of wrap it up. It's been over an hour. We've been kibitzing. It's been good. It's all THCA until it's decarboxylated, according from Ohio Garden. All right. I'll buy that. I mean, I don't know. I'm just a guy who who goes to his store and buys weed. And my green thumb is still a gram. Oh, no, I I don't. I mean, I, I basically only grow my own now. Uh, it's going to be pretty sweet. And nice. then it's just it's just so nice that I have the ability to be able to do that. But uh, I still go to the store sometimes when I want to, like, spend 70, 80 bucks on an eighth. Sure. Well, I mean, luckily, our prices are not there. They're not where it was medical and everything. But as a, I think for me, I, I, I'm more of a uh, consumer activist, right? I'm just trying to be yeah. like, you, I want this to make sense everybody and it doesn't none of it makes sense it's it, uh, it's still a rich man game but you know we're getting closer and the fact that it was a federal conversation we're so much further than we were uh however many administrations will look back heck yeah. yeah and everybody who hasn't become a member you should uh and so i just wanted to give you guys a shout out uh, one thing that i would like to end the show with to see if it gets us in trouble and it might this might get bleeped in in a bit But this is how uh, some people in Wasilla, Alaska, wake up. What a pretty little farm. It's just a, I, I, not how I grow the plant, but you know, whatever. And so uh, thanks guys. Thanks for hanging out. Miggy, that looked like a good one. It was. Talk to you next week. Have a good one. Later. Later. Whoop. That was not the one. I got to delete that one. I meant to hit this one. Yeah.